Hello, my friend, and welcome to Wisdom Trek. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our five-day-per-week wisdom and legacy-building podcast. We are broadcasting from our studios at the Big House in Marietta, Ohio. Today is day 941 of our trek, and it is Wisdom Wednesday. Creating a biblical worldview is important to have a proper perspective on today's current events. To establish a biblical worldview, it is required that we have a proper understanding of God's Word. Especially in our Western cultures, we do not fully understand the scriptures from the mindset and the cultures of the authors. In order to help us all have a better understanding of some of the more obscure passages in God's Word, we are investing Wisdom Wednesdays reviewing a series of essays from one of today's most prominent Hebrew scholars, Dr. Michael S. Heiser. He has compiled these essays into a book titled, I Dare You Not to Bore Me with the Bible. What does it take to be a prophet of God? Well, today's essay will lay out some of the qualifications as we explore standing in the council. Most people think a prophet is someone empowered by God to foretell the future. No doubt, prophets announce God's intention, but forecasting future events wasn't their primary job description. A prophet's chief task was to serve as God's mouthpiece to his covenant people Israel and to her enemies. So how did someone become a prophet? Was there some sort of heavenly qualification? In fact, there was. You might think the standard for a prophet was whether their words would come to pass, exactly as they are uttered, as described in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 15 through 22. That is actually a byproduct of the real litmus test, which we read about in Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 18 and verse 22. Have any of these prophets been in the Lord's presence or counsel, which is a Hebrew word, sowed? To hear what he is really saying, has even one of them cared enough to listen? If they had stood before me, which means the counsel or sowed, and listened to me, they would have spoken my words, and they would have turned their people from their evil ways and deeds. What does it mean to stand in the council? This is one essential test for being a prophet, that preceded their ability to deliver a divine message, had to see or hear God in his counsel or presence. In the Bible, God and his heavenly host were thought to live and conduct business in a divine throne room. This assembly, with God as the judge or CEO, is called the divine council or heaven's court, which can be found in Psalms chapter 82 verse 1 and 89 verses 5 through 7. God chose the prophets and commissioned them directly for his ministry. When a prophet stood in the council, they had a direct encounter with God in his throne room. This motif of standing in the council is is a repeated pattern in the Bible. In the case of Isaiah, the prophet was transported to the throne room of Yahweh, Isaiah chapter 6 verses 1 through 6, to receive his call for service, Isaiah chapter 6 verses 8 and 9. For Ezekiel, on the other hand, circumstances were reversed, with the throne of the Lord coming to him. Ezekiel chapter 1 verses 1 through 14 and 26 through 28. Jeremiah was commissioned via a direct encounter with God. At the beginning of his ministry, the word of the Lord came to him, Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 4, and appointed him as a prophet. The word is identified as Yahweh in Jeremiah chapter 1 verses 6 and 7 who has come in human form. He reaches out his hand to touch Jeremiah's mouth, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 9. 
and it was this encounter that distinguished Jeremiah from all the false prophets. This pattern actually began with the first man, Adam, as Job chapter 15 verses 7 and 8 indicates. Were you the first person ever born? Were you born before the hills were made? Were you listening at God's secret counsel? And once again, this is the Hebrew word sowed. Do you have a monopoly on wisdom? Edom was the abode of God and his heavenly host. If Job could say he had such access, then he could speak with authority about his innocence. Proceeding from Adam, Enoch and Noah walked with God. Genesis chapter 5 verse 22 and 24 and chapter 6 verse 19. Enoch prophesied as listed in Jude verses 14 and 15, while Noah is called a herald of righteousness in 2 Peter chapter 5. God appeared visibly to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 verses 1 through 3, chapter 15 verses 1 through 6, and we can also compare that with Acts chapter 7 verses 2 through 4. He also visibly appeared to Isaac in Genesis chapter 26 verses 1 through 5, and to Jacob in Genesis chapter 28 verses 10 through 22, chapter 31 verses 11 through 13, chapter 32 verses 22 through 32, and we can compare that to the reference in Hosea chapter 12 verses 3 and 4. Moses was commissioned at the burning bush in Exodus chapter 3 verses 1 through 15. The elders of Israel under Moses were also commissioned directly by Yahweh in Numbers chapter 11 verses 24 through 28, as was Joshua in Deuteronomy chapter 21 verses 14 through 22 and Joshua chapter 5 verses 13 through 15. The book of Judges recorded dramatic appearances to Gideon in Judges chapter 6 and the word of the Lord appearing to Samuel, the last of Israel's judges, when he was a boy. And this vision that stood before Samuel was to inform him of Eli's fate in 1 Samuel chapter 3 verse 10. Many New Testament figures also began their ministry with the divine commissioning. For example, the Father and the Spirit were present at Jesus' baptism in Matthew chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, an event that told the astute observer that Jesus was in the prophetic line. Paul's famous encounter of the risen Christ on the road to Damascus was crucial in proving his status as an apostle in the prophetic tradition. Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 9, and 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1, and chapter 15, verse 8. It is no accident that the commissioning of the disciples at Pentecost was also accompanied by divine fire in Acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 4, since fire was a frequent element in the divine room of commissioning scenes in the Old Testament and several passages here, Exodus chapter 3 verses 1 through 3, chapter 24 verse 17, Isaiah chapter 6 verses 6 and 7, chapter 66 verse 15, Ezekiel chapter 1 verses 4, 13, and 27, and Daniel chapter 7 verses 9 through 11. Amazingly, the New Testament applies this commissioning to every believer. Every Christian is united to Christ and is commissioned to not only spread the gospel in Matthew chapter 28 verses 18 through 20, but also to be Jesus in the world, 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 18, chapter 4 verses 11, 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 9, 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 21, and 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 4. Every believer is Christ's ambassador, as we are told in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 20, by having met Christ through the gospel. 
like the prophets before us, who are now God's mouthpieces and also his masterpieces. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 tells us, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Now that is quite a commissioning that all of us have. And that will conclude our essay for this week. Next Wisdom Wednesday, we will continue in the Old Testament as we look at Dr. Heiser's next essay titled, Jeremiah, Double Vision. I believe that you'll find this another interesting topic as we consider and build our biblical worldview. Tomorrow, we will continue with our three-minute humor nugget that will provide you with a bit of cheer, which will help you to lighten up and live that rich and satisfying life. So encourage your friends and family to join us and to come along with us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. If you'd like to listen to any of the past 940 treks or read the Wisdom Journals, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. And I encourage you to subscribe to Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts so that each day's trek will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, I am your friend, as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal. And as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and then leave a living legacy each day. I am Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you tomorrow.